Hello and welcome back to Wake Up and Smell the Miracles, the podcast that reminds you that a miracle is not an exception to the rule, it's the natural order of things. When miracles don't happen, that's the exception. Allow yourself to begin to realize that you are miraculous, you are magical. Nothing is too good to be true, nothing, zero, zip. It's all real and it's all true. And it all starts with you. My name is Jonathan Navi, and I'll be your grateful host today. And welcome to today's very special episode of Wake Up and Smell the Miracles. Today's topic is titled The New Normal. Now, I like topics that are a little bit fun. And sometimes I like to go deep and it gets a little bit serious. But today I want to keep it really light. I want to start off by quoting Dr. Wayne Dyer. He used to say, I am realistic. I expect miracles. And that brings me to the topic at hand. A lot of people have fixed beliefs about human beings, the earth, and really their reality that aren't really grounded in reality. The way that we live life is the way that that we believe it is. For example, if you think that people are jerks, you're going to walk around and find that there are jerks everywhere. If you think that the world is going to hell in a handbasket, as they say, then you will be drawn to negative news, to news articles, to newspapers, to conversations in coffee shops that have nothing to do with you, but that negative talk will draw your ear in and you will validate that which you believe. Many years ago, I started playing a game. It was for my own entertainment, but as I was stepping into personal development and spirituality, I, instead of taking on what people thought was weird, I flipped it on his head. This is what I call my new normal. For example, I would order coffee at a coffee shop and they would ask very quote unquote normally, would you like room for cream? I would get this weird look on my face like, that's a weird question to ask. Cream? Another animal's cream in my coffee? That's just weird. And it was playful. It wasn't insulting. It had nothing to do with with me trying to ha- get up in someone's face. It was just me grounding myself in my reality. In my reality, cream doesn't make sense. And I don't devalidate anybody else's reality, but I was having fun with it. The same is true with, in my reality, I would find money, you know, $20 bills or a quarter on my walks. I would find gifts everywhere. I would find my favorite books in those little uh, free library uh, books that you can find all over the country. And things that that were rarities would come to me. And I, I I would be blown away. Yes, I would. But then I would make it my new normal. Of course, that is what would happen. This, of course, is a little game hack that you can play. Let's grab this, listen to my voice, say it with me with the same enthusiasm, get into it. Of course. You know that feeling where you're going through life and something happens and you're just like, oh, of course. You expect something to happen. Something, whatever it may be, positive or negative, this of course thing. Put it in your pocket, carry it around, and when good things happen to you, 
You get a promotion at work unexpectedly. Of course. And then dwell in the gratefulness of the reality that you live in. You are constantly being rewarded for the value that you bring to the marketplace. The marketplace being the world that you live in. The people that you surround yourself with appreciate you. Now this is me trying to instill some positive affirmations and points of views that you have the ability to take if you so choose. Because this new normal is something that we have the ability to discern and from our sovereignty, go out into the world and really live it. And this isn't about protecting your beliefs or defending your beliefs. A new normal is a new normal. You don't question it. It's that, of course. And again, I want to bring it back to the attention of you have the ability to control this or to set it up in a way that is in your favor. So bringing it back to believing that people are jerks. I believe people are very kind, compassionate, and caring. And I see validation of it everywhere. Does that mean that jerks don't come up? No. That means that when a jerk is in front of me, I am baffled. Like humans, solid human beings don't behave this way. And instead of going into judging or defense, I step into compassion. Now, does this happen all the time? No, but it is a game and it is a practice that I would love to continue to, to run through my system so that it becomes more automatic for me to have compassion instead of getting defensive. For me, that frees up my energy. I am not tied or tethered energetically to somebody that's pissing me off or that I am judging. And this is my new normal. And this is a, a little thing that I've implemented for years. And I want to share it with you. When creating your new normal, does it help to have an optimistic point of view? Yes. And this is my take on optimism. Optimism is not delusion. It is not telling you that things are a certain way while, you know, it's, it's not like being on a boat and saying that I'm afloat, I'm afloat, while clearly there's a hole in the boat and more water is coming in. That is delusional. For me, optimism is there's a hole in the boat. I'm not panicking. I know I can figure this out. There's a way, there's something around here that is gonna help with the situation or someone or something's gonna come up. That for me is optimism. That is looking for a solution as opposed to drowning in the problem and lying to yourself and not doing squat. Diddly squat, as the kids used to say. Another game around the same topic that I still play is when I lose something, my phone, my keys, my coat, it's some we all we all lose it from time to time. I don't tend to say I don't tend to stay or dwell in the I've lost it. Where is it? This is just for fun because life has the ability to be fun if you so choose to play in that lane. My game is there it is as I'm looking around and pointing. Eventually, I'm going to get to a place where it is there. So there it is. It's just not that particular place, but I know that it's there. So I believe that just energetically that changes my mood. I'm not freaking out. I am affirming a very real truth. Eventually when I point to it, it will be there because things don't just disappear into thin air and things usually don't get stolen 
you know, if they do, I deal with it in a way that that a human deals with it. You know, you cannot change certain things. If things happen, you take it as that's what happened. Okay, what can I learn? How can I take this and use it in an empowering way? I've spent years watching entertainment and years training to be in the entertainment business. And I love performance. I study performance. I study a great show, a great sales pitch. I appreciate it because it means people have taken the effort to really deliver something that they are passionate about. So I am really excited for this thing called life. Life can feel heavy sometimes. Life can be very sad sometimes. Grief needs to be expressed and experienced. All of it is the grand performance. I had uh, Katie Lynn on the show a few episodes ago, and she mentioned something about how we're on the greatest show on Earth, in, on, the, on the galaxy. And it sparked this quote that applies to how I perceive the world. It keeps me from being bored, and also it keeps me engaged. I don't mind taking a rest and you know, not doing something. Like We all need to replenish, we all need to rest. But I have spent a lot of time trying to recover from past addictions and being bored and not being on my mission. So this is not my mission, but when I look at life from the way that I'm about to quote this, then it makes things much more engaging. And it just takes a little remembrance. It is, for me, cue the music, dun, 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 dun. For me, that does something to the cells in my body. So here's the quote. This is literally life or death. It is the grand opera. It is the greatest show on earth. Your life is. And we, every single one of us, we have the best seat in the house. It's an all-star cast and all hands are on deck. That's exciting. You may listen to that and just pass it off as just some optimistic, positive, new age, woo-woo, whatever, Navi type of deal. But I'm telling you, if you start to play with these ideas, your life will change. It doesn't mean that things won't get hard. You have the ability to really persevere, and I think you know this, in more ways than, than you perhaps have been given the opportunity to see. You have a strength and stability. You have a vision. You have your own special magic. And taking the time to really not just investigate what that magic is, what that wonderment is, but giving yourself praise and appreciation for those things. That is why you're here. A few months ago, I was sitting at a coffee shop and I was really entranced by this thought. I was thinking about how I love superheroes. I love the novel Atlas Shrugged. I love the characters. I love the story. I love learning about the mind and psychology and relationships. And for the longest time, you know, I went to acting school. I was in TV, commercials movies, music videos, and the, the, this performance aspect, this like learning how a human does what he does and like the, finding the beauty in it. I was trying to figure out like, what is that? Why is that so important to me? 
And I truly believe that that which fascinates you is when you follow the trail of that which fascinates you, you will find your gold. That is why you're here on earth. It may be some random thing like talking about wrestlers from the 80s. I heard Gary Vee say this once. Talking about wrestlers from the 80s. That may be how you gift the world. Your hobbies, your interests, there is gold in those. I'm not saying quit everything and focus on your hobby of hula hooping. But at some point, the more you do it, the more you give it credit. The more you come alive. The more you actually come alive, the more you feel alive. When you are buzzing with aliveness, those around you and that around you buzzes with aliveness. Life is contagious. I'm not talking about merely existing. I'm talking about this thing called like, oh my God, I am turned on. I am hustling. I am working. I am a little tired, but you know what? I can keep going. It's that not being exhausted from your hard work because you're so alive deal. I speak to many people and they, I ask them this question, when was the last time you truly felt alive? And it was when they described a particular feeling either with another human being or by themselves where they felt something greater than themselves come over them. And it could have been having a conversation with somebody that they just met and they felt that deep connection. There was an aliveness, an engagement. There's something different. We are not trained out here in our society to be alive. We watch talk shows. We watch sports. We listen to other people have conversations. And there's nothing wrong with those things. They have the ability to positively influence us. But at the end of the day, I am sure that if you're listening to this podcast, you are getting out there. You are looking for ways to feel more and more alive. And it is my pleasure and my honor to be able to share this type of passion and have this come out of me in the way that it does and have the positive feedback and the negative feedback as well. I am curious. I am interested. So I want to hear what you have to say. And I appreciate all the feedback that I get. So the new normal. Play a little game. Get to how can this be fun for me? What are things, this is just for fun. So when you have some time to journal, get in there and play with this little prompt. What would just be ideal in my life? Things that you definitely don't see happening out there in the real world. Constantly being rewarded for being you. Constantly being praised if that's what you're into or what your soul needs. What does your soul need? So a lot of these things that your soul needs, you might think that are definitely not normal. At a Bethany Love, the prosperity girl on the show yesterday. And I like to joke. I, she said something about how her first instinct was to, to, instead of blame out there, find what's going on within me. I was like, that's weird. I said that facetiously because I don't think it's weird. I think that's the way to go, but I know that people out there don't think that that is the first instinct. The first instinct is to blame. You know, so, so that's another example. My first instinct is to go within. Where am I off a little bit? We're all reflections of each other. Here's another fun one. If you're out there and you're not feeling that great that day, but you keep seeing attractive people everywhere, guess what? We're all attractions. We're all reflections of each other. So you are attracting those attractive people into your life because you yourself are attractive. I used to have this joke about how, and, and please 
take this as a joke and, and apply it to yourself because it's just fun with language and being silly will change the game for you. It's, you know, there's hotties with bodies everywhere and there's cuties with booties. Eventually, I figured out, since we're all reflections of each other, it was actually about me. And this is not about vanity. This is about humor. How can we be more humorous with the life that we live in and the society that uses these words like lit and savage and all these things that are slang? How can we use it to your advantage in a way that makes you laugh, that doesn't hurt anybody? I was talking to another friend earlier this week and I truly believe that we all have deep work to do. All the work is different, but whatever your work may be, I truly believe that you need to color it with the lens of that which fascinates you the most. Find a way to see how you can serve through that which fascinates you while still doing the work. And this could be a trickle of connect the dot to connect the dot to connect the dot. For me, again, to use that example of superheroes, I love psychology, I love archetypes, I love human behavior. How is it that I can extract so much psychological knowledge from watching something like Avengers Endgames or any of the superhero movies? It's innate in me. I go out in the world, I see us all as superheroes in our own way, on our own hero's journey, obviously. But there's another aspect that just really excites me, and that's a super aspect of it. Supernatural aspect of life is not weird things, it's an enhanced aspect of life. Super and natural, enhanced, natural, naturally enhanced. That's just a world that I wanna live in, and guess what, it's my new normal, I can. I, I walk in a world where I can communicate with you and treat you in a way that makes you feel lifted. I can't think of a, of a better way, but for some reason, in my space, People tend to feel better, and it might be, I don't know, I'm not a scientist and I haven't run this survey. It might be because of the way that I approach life, the way that I see it. In my lens, compassion is the new normal. Caring is the new normal. I wanna share with you a passage from an American philosopher, Ken Wilber. I keep this with me at all times practically at all times. I don't like to lie to you. About 70% of the time I have this with me and I want to share it with you. It goes like this. To all of those for whom authentic transformation has deeply unseated their souls must, I believe, wrestle with the profound moral obligation to shout from the heart, perhaps quietly and gently, with tears of reluctance, perhaps with fierce fire and angry wisdom, perhaps with slow and careful analysis, perhaps by unshakable public example, but authentically, always and absolutely carries a demand and a duty. You must speak out to the best of your ability and shake the spiritual tree and shine your headlights into the eyes of the complacent. You must let that radical realization rumble through your veins and rattle those around you. Alas, if you fail to do so, you are betraying your own authenticity. You are hiding your true estate. You don't want to upset others because you don't want to upset yourself. You are acting in bad faith, a bad taste of infinity. 
Because you see, the alarming fact is that any realization of depth carries a terrible burden. Those who are allowed to see are simultaneously saddled with the obligation to communicate that vision in no uncertain terms. That is the bargain. You are allowed to see the truth under the agreement that you would communicate it to others. And therefore, if you have seen, you simply must speak out. Speak out with compassion or speak out with angry wisdom or speak out with skillful means, but speak out, you must. And this is truly a terrible burden, a horrible burden, because in any case, there is no room for timidity. The fact that you might be wrong is simply no excuse. You might be right in your communication and you might be wrong, but it doesn't matter. What does matter, as Kierkegaard so rudely reminded us, is that only by investing and speaking your vision with passion can the truth, one way or another, finally penetrate the reluctance of the world. If you are right or if you are wrong, it is only your passion that will force either to be discovered. It is your duty to promote that discovery either way. And therefore, it is your duty to speak your truth with whatever passion and courage you can find in your heart. You must shout in whatever way you can. It is your passion to speak your truth. It is your duty to speak your truth with whatever passion and courage you can find in your heart. You must shout in whatever way you can. Again, that is... Uh, passage from American philosopher Ken Wilber, who I highly encourage anybody who's interested in expanding their consciousness and their mind to, to look into this Ken Wilber who started the Integrative uh, Institute and uh, also something called the Superhuman I Mind OS. Um, but anyway, this is why I am the way that I am. And I share this with you because it is my duty to to be a role model in the sense that I have this quote in front of me, be the freaking magic you wish to see in the world. That's the only way that things change. Therefore, the new normal is how I behave and how you behave. If you want to be the magic, you have to own the magic. You can't timidly try to sparkle magic. You can, but it won't get you far and it's not sustainable. Make sure that that this, this thing that you got going on, bring it out by whatever it takes, fail as much as possible, make mistakes. At some point, you will get to this place where you own the magic. You are delivering it. Whether you're right or wrong, you are setting an example. You are changing the world by who you are. This is the duty that I believe we all have. And once we come to that realization, whether it be when you get married or when you have kids for the first time or become a grandparent or become the CEO of a company or get your own group of people to lead, at some point, and I'm telling you, the sooner you get there, the better. It doesn't, it doesn't matter when you get there. As they say, this isn't a race. This is a marathon. But it's up to you. I'm all about compressing time frames. When you get there, this new normal will be something that people will admire about you. You will find windfalls of abundance just showering you, rewarding you. And it's not about being rewarded, but that's how this energy works. What you put out is what you get back. And when you decide to make the good stuff, the good ideas that you have in your head, the new normal, 
and function from that space with confidence, with vigor, with strength, with humor, then everything changes. So thanks again for stopping by. My name is Jonathan Navi, your host for Wake Up and Smell the Miracles. Thank you for coming in on this fourth episode of season two here on Wake Up and Smell the Miracles. Always here to remind you that a miracle is not an exception to the rule, but the natural order of things. When miracles don't happen, that's the exception. Allow yourself to begin to realize that you are miraculous. You are magical. Nothing is too good to be true. Nothing. Zero. Zip. It's all real and it's all true. And you know what? It starts with you and it's all for you. Until next time, this is Jonathan Navi, your host for Wake Up and Smell the Miracles. This is Jonathan Eleazar Navi, and I just want to thank you for tuning in and showing up for yourself. Every time you tune into the Wake Up and Smell the Miracles podcast, the messages are for you, and the impact is what you do with those messages and how you integrate them within yourself. If you feel that this podcast has brought value to you or could bring value to somebody that you love and care about, please send yourself, send them to our Instagram page, Wake Up and Smell the Miracles. You can also find us at Luminous Navigation and for a roundtable for men to be seen, heard, understood, and to break through what new possibilities could look like, you can also find us at The Leading Man Initiative on Instagram. Feel free to send this episode or any of your favorite Wake Up episodes to anyone that you feel could benefit from the messages here. Remember to BYOM, bring your own magic. Until next time, have a phenomenal day. Thank you.